Hi, I'm Natalie, and welcome to Infinitely Irrational, where I discuss the real, eccentric, and complex history of math. In each episode, I unearth the wild stories behind some famous or not-so-famous mathematicians. Since I've had this podcast for a little bit now, I wanted to take this opportunity to just reflect a bit on what it's been like to have a podcast and also ask some feedback from you. Uh, in the past couple of years, life has been interesting. Uh, we've had, you know, obviously the pandemic, and then I've shifted from teaching to now I'm working in ed tech. And so I started this podcast because... When I first started learning about math, I really did not think that it was particularly interesting. In fact, I was a theater major. I know that may shock some of you, <laughs> but um, I started digging into some of the stories as I started to learn a little bit more about math. For example, I read a story that said uh, factoring was actually done by court jesters. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting because now we teach factoring or we learn factoring and it's the most boring thing in the world. But, you know, if you actually think about what you're doing, it's, I mean, I can't imagine what it must have been like to actually have that discovery, right? The breaking it open just a little bit more. And so I started digging into some of these stories and trying to figure out you know, why, why people came up with them. And the more I dug into them, the more I realized that while that was interesting to learn about the math itself, what was more interesting was the stories behind the math. One of my favorite books that really highlights this is the Simon Singh book from Oz Enigma, because it talks about, it's a really nice history of math. Every time they came up with a new discovery, whether it was like, okay, now we have zero, now we have negative numbers, I had to stop, put the book down and really think about what that must have been like, because I've always known zero or negative numbers, like what was it like before that? And so I started digging in a little more and every chance I could, I would, um, once I started teaching, I would start telling my students these stories that I found out. Granted, I didn't know whether they were research-based or what have you. And so that was where I pulled in Kay, who as a research librarian, she really uh, was able to start getting us down the path towards um, research and, and making sure that things were solid. And that gave us a really good foundation for, for the podcast, right? Because now I was able to definitively say, hey, I know this is true. I know what I'm saying is sound as opposed to, you know, like the Pythagoras episode where we talked about everything being, <laughs> sources are conflicted. I know we say that for everyone, <laughs> but particularly Pythagoras, uh, because what was there, what, what sort of sources were there at that time? What I loved most about working on the podcast really has been the ability to talk to my students about these mathematicians. When I was teaching college algebra, for example, uh, it happened at the time that we were just about starting difference quotients, which for you mathematicians out there, you know that this is kind of the, the starting, the very dipping your toes in the water of calculus. And it was really nice to be able to share the Fermat story about how he inspired Newton and him and Descartes got into a fight. And that was really interesting for my students to hear. The other story that I would love to share with them is, and I'm still doing research on this one, uh, but Alan Turing, 
what was well, one of the most interesting things about Imitation Game when I watched it, which is the movie with Benedict Cumberbatch, and that's why I'm saying I'm still doing research because we should not rely on movies for uh, for sound sources always. But one of the things that struck me in that movie was thinking about the fact that they hired Alan Turing and he saw a solution that no one else had seen. Our minds were not able to compute fast enough and he saw that if we could make a machine that could compute fast enough, then that would allow for us to use our mind for better reasoning and things like that. Everybody else only saw the one the one solution of we have to try to do this every day. So I was watching In the Heights last night, and one of the things that struck me was when the daughter decides, you know, she's dropped out of school, but she wants to do something else. And she, ta- I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. And so she's talking to her dad and her dad says, this is the moment, this is the moment that you become better than me because you can see a future that I can never see. And that to me is really what mathematics is because it is infinite. There is always a little more and we are always striving to be better and, you know, doing, doing more and better to improve the world through math. I know sometimes it doesn't seem like that. You know, we talk about Cardano slashing the guy's face and, you know, we talk about Pascal and Fermat with with the the probability and it is some of it certainly is, you know, just because we're interested or we're trying to solve problems that we are interested in life. So the other thing that I wanted to mention here, as you probably have heard, Kay has not been in a few episodes and she's taken a step back from the podcast. She's got other priorities that she's been working on. And so we definitely wish her the best. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm going anywhere. I mean, I still love these crazy stories. It just means that I have a little bit more to do since I'm I'm doing it all right now. And so that, you know, the steps that go into making the podcast are, are me doing research, right? I've become exceptionally good friends with, with the library and the librarian. And it's also been interesting as I do research, I go down rabbit holes, which is why um, I'm a little behind on my next episode because I'm actually working on uh, Mary Somerville, Mary Fairfax Somerville right now, as well as Maria Diagnese. But concurrently, I found this book about Newton and Leibniz that, you know, we just obviously finished the trilogy, but here we are. I'm still reading about it, still learning more stuff, because obviously I can't tell the story of one person or two people in three short episodes. So there's always more to discover, which is which is the best, right? And so in addition to doing the research and in addition to going down those rabbit holes, picking out the fun and interesting parts to make talking points, I'll give you a really good example. In the Cardano episode, we actually read his entire biography. And then we had to figure out from that, what were the best parts of this? You know, uh, one of the things that I like to say is it's kind of, I guess, the Skyfall or the Stranger Things effect. Skyfall took the coolest part of Bond and turned it, it made Bond cool again. Stranger Things took the coolest part of the 80s and distilled out all the boring stuff right and so that's kind of what we have to do is figure out what's the best part of this to bring to share and then also sometimes asking friends or trying to convince my hubby to join me on the episode because I don't like talking to myself after doing that editing coming up with the titles trying to figure out social media which I have done a horrible job at And then, of course, writing the commercials, which also I've done a terrible job at. 
updating the website. I feel like I've done a terrible job at so many of these. My flow has kind of been every couple of weeks, you know, I'll make a trilogy and then every couple of weeks I will um, load an episode. But it's been kind of challenging for me to write, to do all the research and then also come up with the commercials. And so even though those have always been the cherry on top for me uh, to write them, my creativity tends to get tapped out at the end of of, of just picking out the research and going through that. So how important is that to y'all? Uh, what I've heard from from many people, actually, I really appreciate the emails that, that y'all have sent. I love that I've gotten a couple teachers from K-12 and from college that have been sharing this podcast with their students, which is which is the dream, right? That's exactly why I started it. And that's been really nice to hear. Uh, I've also had some folks that have emailed me to tell me they joined, they, they started listening to the podcast either because they thought it was math based, but they stuck around for the, or, you know, actually like, let me teach you some math, but they stuck around for the wild stories. I also had some folks that just didn't even know what the podcast was about yet. And then they, they said that they didn't know how interesting math could be. And again, all of these things, right? I obviously, as a mathematician, have drunk the Kool-Aid. I love math. I think it's it's the best. And um, it's really nice to be able to hear from y'all to to see that it's it's making an impact in your lives and the lives of of students for those instructors or just your friends that you're talking about. And so that's been really, really rewarding for me. So I definitely appreciate that. I also have received requests for various mathematicians, which I will definitely work on on incorporating in. And then it's also been nice because the math community, I believe, is just a great community in general. It's no longer keep it secret, keep it safe. And I reached out to a couple of a couple of people on social who who have their own pages and their own projects that they're working on. And I've asked them if they would be willing to share my podcast. And, you know, they did because they, when, once they heard a few episodes, they were like, oh, wow, you're trying to get the word of math out there, too, which is which is what we're all trying to do, I think, is just get people to see that math isn't the worst thing in the world. So I am working, like I said, I'm working on some research for some other mathematicians. I'm hoping to be back the end of June with another trilogy, but I'm also worried that I'm going to be a little behind. And so if I'm a little behind, I just wanted you to know I'm still here. I'm still working on it. Uh, Definitely keep those emails and thoughts coming. If you have questions, maybe I can address them in a future episode. Uh, But yeah, I love to hear from you and let me know. Let me know what you think.